Well, I think, uh, firstly, I think many athletes suffer and suffer in silence. And I think, uh, I think an athlete's journey is, is, is misconceived to a great deal by the larger public at large. Uh, primarily because I think athletes are, are perceived to be superhumans who cannot have a flaw, who cannot be mentally weak. And I think that is one of the greatest misconceptions which does great injustice uh, to athletes because it dehumanizes them. I think athletes are, are vulnerable as any as anybody else. And I think an athlete's journey you know, has significant amount of more red flags uh, than normal. That was Abhinav Bindra, India's first individual gold medalist at the Olympics. Until Tokyo 2020, Bindra was India's only individual gold medalist at an Olympic Games. But that's not the only reason he stands out. In his post-retirement career, Bindra has become one of the most vocal voices in India advocating athlete mental health. Athlete mental health has always been a conversation held in hushed tones. Sometimes, we hear alarming stories, like four junior shooters in India dying by suicide. Every once in a while, we have a Naomi Osaka, a Simone Biles, a Michael Phelps, a Ben Stokes, or a Vinesh Pogat opening about their mental struggles. But most athletes choose to keep their silence. Discussing mental health can be tricky. It's even trickier if you are an athlete in India, or anywhere for that matter. This is your host, Neha Bhardwaj And I'm Amit Kamath. And this is Mind Over Medals. Over the last few months, four deaths of young Indian shooters uh, by suicide has brought the issue of athlete mental health in the spotlight. Uh, to talk about this today, I have with me uh, Abhinav Bindra, who is not just India's first individual uh, Olympic gold medalist, at, uh, but he is also somebody who, for whom uh, athlete mental health uh, has been a big issue uh, that he's been trying to raise over the past few years. Uh, so first of all, uh, thank you so much for doing this, Abhinav. Uh, Abhinav, I wanted to understand from you, uh, you know, you, you are somebody who's spoken about uh, athlete mental health, uh, you multiple times you've tried to raise the issue. Uh, why is this an issue that uh, is really so close to your heart? Well, I think, uh, firstly, I think many athletes suffer and suffer in silence. And I think, uh, I think an athlete's journey is, is, is misconceived to a great deal by the larger public at large. Uh, primarily because I think athletes are, are perceived to be superhumans who cannot have a flaw, who, who cannot be mentally weak. And I think that is one of the greatest misconceptions which does great injustice uh, to athletes because it dehumanizes them. I think athletes are, are vulnerable as any as anybody else. And I think an athlete's journey you know, has significant amount of more red flags uh, than normal uh, people working in, 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 in other world streams. You know, there's a constant of dealing with failure, there's a constant of dealing with success, there's of course tremendous pressure to perform, there's dealing with expectation, uh, there is recovery, I think recovery is a huge issue, just the physiological load of training and improper recovery can lead to mental health uh, issues. Um, you know, there is uh, dealing with injury, it's a big thing. Um, then, of course, there is uh, an impending end of a career, a career transition. 
So I'm just listing out a few examples, and I'm sure there are many more pain points than an athlete's to bear. But we're vulnerable, and we are as vulnerable as anybody else. And I think um, humanizing the athlete's journey is an important part in dealing with the situation, and really making human well-being the heart and center of uh, performance. I think is the key to to, to sustainable success. Uh, I'm passionate about it because perhaps. Parts of my own personal journey, I didn't prioritize my well-being to 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 the extent that I should have, uh, and and then really put all my eggs in one basket and pushed myself to extreme levels. Uh, that helped me achieve goals um, and certainly helped me win a gold medal at the Olympics. But it certainly was a limiting factor uh, for me in achieving my fullest potential. So that's the reason why I personally quite uh, passionate about the subject, I've spent a considerable amount of time and energy in my role uh, within the IOC's uh, Athletes Commission. And frankly, the IOC has done a great amount of work on this subject and really been proactive about the subject. You know, you're hearing about mental health, especially during the pandemic, but the resources that the, the IOC actually created prior to the pandemic and started starting to deal with the issue maybe a couple of years already uh, earlier, uh, has been really good. And, and there are good, significant resources available now for organizations uh, to, uh, to incorporate into their structures. Uh, Abhin, I wanted to understand, maybe you could, uh, if, if there are young uh, shooters or young athletes listening to this, maybe it would be helpful for you to also talk about your own experiences of, uh, you know, uh, your own fight with uh, mental health and how you b basically overcame it. Uh, maybe it would be helpful for them to hear this from you. Well, I think uh, my stories are well documented and I think I've spoken a lot of times about it. Uh, uh, of course, uh, my biggest challenge came when I succeeded in the void that I faced uh, after success in Beijing. I won a gold medal, but I certainly lost ambition. And that was something which was tough to deal with. Uh, somebody so driven and ambitious, who had an extremely lofty goal as a 12-year-old or 13-year-old in the 90s to dream and hope to win a gold medal at the Olympics. It was quite ambitious, I have to say. Uh, but uh, having led that ambitious life for 15 odd years up until then, uh, with a dream every night uh, that I want to win a gold medal and waking up every morning with uh, attempting to make that dream a reality, one fine day this was achieved. Uh, and this gold medal was in my pocket and that left a tremendous void in my life. Winning was also draining. Huh? It was uh, sometimes it's all about managing one's energies. Uh, you know, winning depletes you to really your mind is part of your batteries. Uh, and um, it takes time to heal, it takes time to re energize. But frankly, if any a young person is listening and if they feel that they're not feeling well, I think they should seek help. And I think uh, seeking help is definitely not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of actual strength uh, that you want to get better. You know, if you have lose motion, you go and have take a pill and go to the doctor, right? Similarly, I mean, if you have, uh, you're struggling mentally um, over a period of time, uh, then I think you should have the courage and to, uh, to seek help, there's absolutely no shame in it. There should be absolutely no stigma in it. Um, and it is absolutely fine. Not It's okay to, not to be okay. And uh, you just need to find the resources available. And that too is not easy. 
we're a large country, but um, also within the sports world, we need to build more resources specific to, to the sports world. But I also have to say that, you know, an athlete's journey is, you may face symptoms, right? You may face symptoms of mental health, and uh, uh, but that doesn't mean you have a mental health disorder. Because, you know, we, we're talking about anxiety. I mean, if you go to an Olympic village and talk to competitors the night before an Olympic competition, I would say a majority of them will face anxiety, and that's normal. But I think the problem happens when you, you, you are facing an issue for a period of time and it is, it's, it's limiting you from doing normal functions. Uh, that's when there is a serious problem. But also important not to confuse symptoms with a disorder. Because an athlete's life will have, will have a lot of symptoms. Back at mine, and I was uh, a nervous wreck throughout. So that doesn't mean that I would add disorders throughout my career. So it's important to differentiate and have that sensibility. And that's why create, creating optimal resources, I think, is another very important factor. And then again, I'll bring up the IOC's initiative there. There's a diploma and certification course available up and running. Uh, for um, medical professionals to take, but also for the larger ecosystem to take. You know, a coach can take a mental health uh, um, course, uh, not not the one specified from the medical practitioners, but I think uh, it would be the certification course, if I'm not wrong, one of the two, uh, which is open to the to the wider entourage as well. You know, a physiotherapist, for example, is a, is a key in uh, this journey because, uh, you know, in, in the entire entourage of an athlete, probably the physio is the only person who's really looking after the well-being of the athlete. The rest are just pushing us, uh, yeah. right? So he, he or she is a very important uh, aspect. But we need to build these resources. And frankly, the resources are available. It's a matter of taking them. Uh, Abhinav, I was wondering if you could also kind of talk about what a coach or, uh, you know, what parents can do. I mean, you just spoke about, uh, you know, these resources that are available. There are certification courses that coaches or physios can do. But besides that, what are the things that coaches and parents should be looking out? What are the symptoms maybe? Uh, yeah, so I think it is about uh, educating and, and, and sanitizing uh, this, the, the ecosystem, the, the, the entourage. I consider parents and coaches to be part and parcel of the entourage. So mental health, I think, has two different, this aspect has to be dealt in two different ways. One, there is, a, there, is a, there is an aspect of dealing with the situation if a problem occurs. You know, if suddenly an athlete is depressed, what do you deal with? How, how what, there should be a clear mechanism set in play within your organization, within your sports organization, to deal with that issue, right? But the larger and the more important uh, aspect is prevention. Uh, to, to really work as organizations, to create psychologically safe environments for athletes to participate in sport uh, and compete in sport. And then the role of parents, the role of the larger ecosystem is critical. Uh, they need to be educated on how to deal with an athlete's journey and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, coaches too are, are under a tremendous amount of pressure pressure to perform, pressure to get results. Um, I share with you and, uh, you know, uh, my foundation has been actively doing a little bit of work on, 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 on this. And we recently did a, a, a workshop for coaches, for the mental health of coaches. Right. And 
it was uh, it was probably the workshop had the most amount of um, it had the greatest impact because for the first time somebody actually went to the coaches and said let's look after your well-being nobody talks about that right i mean if a coach is mentally not in the best shape he or she you cannot expect him or her to to create a psychologically safe environment he or she is struggling in the best so we took this specifically cost workshop for the mental health of coaches and they were so appreciative of it and somehow something clicked in their minds and they suddenly had more sensitivity towards this topic uh because they were suddenly able to understand oh you know maybe i have been struggling a little bit uh, and you know uh, my awards or my athletes could, could could be in the same position so the appreciation of the subject manifested many folds and then uh, that was an interesting learning uh, from that point but on on the whole i think what the point that you made was education about educating the whole entourage on 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 on, on mental health uh, abhinav i wanted to understand is because of how uh, you know individualistic the sport of shooting is uh, is that why maybe shooters are slightly more vulnerable than other athletes uh, you know for to have these uh, mental health issues is is that a thing well i think uh, i don't want to single out a sport i mean if you look at the world because i mean you can even see swimming struggle, struggling to a great degree it is also in which but you're right in a certain way it is an inward sort of pursuit shooting is it makes you you know quiet individuals and and you know, Uh, may be difficult to express uh, at uh, at times so i think yes you have to be more careful there but i wouldn't like to go so far because there's no scientific numbers or data to validate so it's only guess but you're right that the nature of the sport um, is diff- is 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 taxing is mentally taxing and there again we have to maybe bring in create more layers of sensitivity and then to to be ready to deal with these issues but more than more than the fact of getting ready to deal with issues really work on creating environments which prevent these issues creating these psychologically safe environments and i think i'd like to bring another point here you were talking about mental health that this is not an easy subject there are so many aspects to it uh, it's very very complex uh, and there uh, i think if you look at athletes athletes in india and i and i looked at it and i'm scared a little bit to be very honest because um we are very driven by outcome you know everything is depending on a certain outcome uh we do not have the concept of promotion of a dual career in 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 athletes journeys at the moment right if you look at the west for example if you look at the athlete in the us they have they have to complete an education they have to get a job they have to participate today there is during an athlete's journey they are also building they are also developing holistically as human beings right uh, you are building different pillars uh, in your life um, we need to promote that in india the next decade of sport will be a decade of sport in india we will have much more participation in sport in india uh, younger people will participate much more in sport but that would also mean that more people will fail in sport that is the very nature of sport i mean if you have uh, 30000 people taking part majority will fail right 
but you have to you have to be ready to deal with the situation and, and, and there the aspect of promotion of a dual career is critical uh, it's not just about uh, dealing with the aftermath of a sports career it's also about performance you know when an athlete goes into a competition to an olympic games where his or her self worth is only determined by where his or her name will appear on the ranking list of a sporting competition it's recipe for disaster very few will succeed with that uh, process and maybe that is one of the reasons if we look back historically uh, could be a contributing factor in in a list of many other points why we not maybe succeeded so much you know there's often talk of we we fail under pressure this that is the other but i think this is an important element to also put down in that list when we try and introspect in getting our athletes more resilient uh, resilience does doesn't come from being skilled enough in sport or lifting more weights in the gym resilience is born the foundation of resilience comes from being wholesome as a human being and i think humanize the athlete more uh just as a wrap up i wanted to ask you if you had any tips for uh, young shooters you know who are probably feeling a little bit anxious when they uh, they are caught up in results things like that uh, maybe you had tips or some anecdotes that you can share from your own career where you had such an you know you had anxiety you had uh, issues uh, you know caught up with the result and what did you do to kind of uh, overcome them well i think frankly i think every I think every athlete needs to take a lesson on Olympic diets. Joy is in the effort. It's not just about winning, uh, and uh, that to me is a critical element. Uh, it's the joy in the effort. You have to take pride in your journey. Uh, you have to lead a life which is uh, uh, chasing self-respect more than anything else. And that self-respect comes from the fact that you give it your best, and that to you as a human being is the most fulfilling part of anything, and, and the most important part of things. so i think being focused on on your entire journey and learning from that journey a sporting journey teaches you more things uh, than anything else you know while we only equate sport maybe to gold medals or or to a medal at a sporting competition what sport does to you as a human being it has far greater power sport teaches you a thing or two about winning but it more importantly teaches you how to lose it teaches you um, hard work teaches you how to have a bowl it teaches you integrity it teaches you honesty it teaches you many things about conflict about your self conflict about conflict with dealing with others it teaches you about respecting rules it teaches you about respecting others and respecting competitors and also finding your own self respect so your journey in sport is going to be your biggest learning in life and i think they should look at their sports career from the bigger picture uh, a medal is great frankly it's only a drop in the ocean of life uh, it's a sporting competition we're not here saving anybody's life it's a competition in sport it's great but it's not that big deal to be very very honest uh, and uh, um, we must acknowledge that but yes i think you talk about anxiety and again there are two elements to anxiety one is if you are clinically uh, clinically diagnosed with an anxiety disorder or you face anxiety in performance the two completely different aspects right, right? Uh, and and somebody with a disorder uh, that's a totally whole level of different level of a situation we're dealing with competition anxiety everybody faces it's just normal it's just natural so acceptance of that is 
the only gift that I would give to a young athlete that, you know, the greatest of names, the greatest of athletes are all facing it. They're all facing those butterflies in their stomach. They're all having their bouts of self-doubt at some point or the other. It's only human to, to feel a little bit vulnerable. We're not machines. Uh, so it's absolutely okay. Accept it and learn to be and learn to coexist with the only advice in life. Okay. Uh, thank you so much uh, for taking the time out and doing this, Abhinav. My pleasure. Thank you. If you or anyone you know is feeling suicidal or having suicidal thoughts, help is available through helplines. You can call iCall on 915-298-7821 or ASRA at 9820466726. You can also find both these numbers in our show notes at the bottom. Thank you for tuning in. Join us for the next episode of Mind Over Middles.